The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 117. Talk about selling the vision with Gabrielle Mecca. 21 years ago, Maxine Mecca launched Edge Design Group. And since joining her mother's endeavors 17 years ago, Gabrielle has helped build the brand into a luxury event production company. Gabrielle started in logistics and administration roles, while the mother-daughter duo expanded its presence in the Atlanta market. Today, Gabrielle serves as CEO while still heavily involved in day-to-day operations and the client experience. And today, Gabrielle is here with us to talk about how to sell the elevated version of your client's vision and, frankly, how to talk to your clients about the vision when they frequently can't see what we can see in our heads. So go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. The doors to our January goal-setting workshop are now open. Join me for Biz-ish 2022. Listen, if you're feeling particularly bruised by 2021, this workshop is for you. Biz-ish is meaningful and a little bit magical goal-setting for you. Look, 2021 was a year that for most of us will be remembered as a quote-unquote wedding boom. I like to call it the year all of our clients went bananas, and maybe you did a little bit too. Because truth, this year was kind of bonkers for me as well. And what I think we need right now is instead of ignoring what we're feeling, I think we need to dig down into the muck of 2021 and help each other rise up like a phoenix from the ashes. Dramatic? Well, Sure, but we're also living through a literal pandemic, so who knows what's next. If I learned anything from the last two years, it's that working on my business and setting big goals is always important work, despite all the things we cannot control. Listen, I always have my own back, and you should have yours too. I also know more than ever that we are better together as a community. So let's gather virtually and get to work and rise up together. So join me for this start of the year workshop. It's a mini course. It's a workshop. It's a little bit magical. It's a lot practical. And let's take a deep dive into the business you ran in 2021. And let's make a plan for the one you want to run in 2022. And honestly, we all know our businesses and our lives are rarely separate. So this work is about all of you, all the wonderful facets of your full, messy, grateful life and business. So we have three calls in January and then three quarterly calls during 2022, because I'm not here for some goal setting that you forget by February. To find out more about Biz-ish, go to reneedallow.com forward slash goals, reneedallow.com forward slash goals, and know that the doors close before the holiday break. So doors to this close December 23rd. So do not delay. 
If you want in, and I really think you should be in with us, go now. Check out more about Biz-ish, and I will see you inside the January workshop. Now on with the show. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your host, Renee Dallow. And I'm here today with Gabrielle Mecca to talk about selling the vision. Gabrielle, how the hell are you? Great. How are you doing, Renee? I am good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm almost done with my weddings for the year. And so I have a sense of relief today. Um, <laughs> I literally woke up and thought, oh, I don't, I'm not waking up to like 500 emails. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I welcome that feeling soon. Yes. So you're in Atlanta, correct? Yes, we are. How's the wedding boom been for you? Uh, it's been great. It's been really busy. It's been consistent. Um, nice. Everybody is coming yeah, back online and it's, it's a very real thing here. Yeah. It, it's a real thing in LA, although I will say, um, and I don't know, I actually don't know about the Atlanta market. Do you have seasons? Like, are there months where you're just not busy at all? Uh, there used to be, but I think because the the climate, the temperature, it's mm. they're you know getting longer and longer. So yeah. you know the spring and and fall are still huge because the weather is so beautiful. But the the summers are consistent, and then the winters, I, I would say it slows down in January and February. Are yeah, slow. same and here. Than that. Same mm-hmm. here. I was joking with someone this week that I literally got. This is not even a joke or an exaggeration, you guys. I got five inquiries for October 15th next year. Wow. And it's been booked for two months. So oh, wow. everyone here yeah. wants October. Like October is the new June. If I could make more October dates, I would. No, actually yes. I wouldn't, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't because I, I like time off, but um, it's it's wild. It's really wild. And uh, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here about talking about selling the vision because First of all, I just came back from Wedding MBA, where mm-hmm. I was on stage every day talking about sales, talking about language. And I think it's such an interesting topic to dive into, especially for my wedding planners who are listening, because I think when we're newer in our businesses, we think once we sell the client and they book us, then we're done selling. But that mm-hmm. actually isn't the, isn't true at all. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you sell your vision to your clients? Now, I'm assuming these are design clients we're talking about in your case, right? Correct. Right. So they're coming to us for the role and decor and design big picture um, and then all of the details. So I believe our job in selling the vision is really reimagining and interpreting the client's vision back to them. Right. Because they'll come with pictures or something that they've seen on Instagram and we have to be able to put it all together and look at the big picture and say, this is our interpretation of your expectation and what you're imagining and, and just taking it to next level and making it make sense. Right. So, right. Because we yeah. don't ever really just want to regurgitate their Pinterest photos because A, that's not fun at all. And B, kind of unethical to create someone else's design. <laughs> right. I mean, right. and it gets, and it's boring. I mean, I think there's a lot out there for inspiration and you know, I think a lot of, there's a, a lot of amazing designers all over the world and we all gain inspiration from each other, but not, it, it's easy to regurgitate and to copy, but I think it, it loses its essence, not only for the client, but I know for our team specifically, like we want to change it up. Like 
we want to use a different product. We want to do a different style design. We want to challenge and kind of push that envelope and say, this is where we can start and this is how we want to take it to the next level. Yeah, I agree. I also think too, there becomes some sort of echo chamber that we have in our businesses. Like once you do something that's well-published, then everyone's like, oh, I want that thing. And you're like, well, I already did that thing. I don't want to do that again. That happened to us um, at the during the pandemic. We were featured in Martha Stewart. Um, this beautiful wedding had happened right before lockdown happened. And it was um, it was at this beautiful venue that we work at a lot called the Ebel. But the design was really like citrus based because we just wanted to bring in a little like freshness to February. There was a lot of like oranges and yellows and greens and it's a very traditional venue. So it was a really um, sort of a bold look for the venue. And I've gotten so many inquiries that say, I want that. And I'm like, well, the entire team who did that doesn't, isn't going to do that again for you. <laughs> like we did right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that now. Right. It, right, is, right. it is hard. It's hard to walk them away from what that. And I think a big element of that is because it's very hard for non-creatives especially but a lot of people to envision the look and so if they can see it on paper they can see it in a photograph it's a lot more attainable and approachable i know that that's a big obstacle that we face sometimes with people because they they think they want to do different but you have to walk there's a big process to walk them along to get there because it's it can be scary and they rely so heavily on us because we're all creatives and we can all see it and see the end product. And it's very scary for them not to be able to visualize that. So I think when they see it in a magazine or they see it on Instagram, they're like, okay, I like, I like that. And I can, I, I understand what that end product is going to look like. Yeah. So how do we get them from the place of, okay, I trust you enough to book you <laughs> to the place of like, I trust you enough that you know, that the thing you're describing to me feels like what I want, even though I can't see it. Well, I think the trust is obviously integral, but we kind of put together a little um, thing about the four C's of setting and getting and executing that vision. Ooh, I love a thing. I love four C's. I love it. So we did communication, collaboration, confidence, and composure. Mm. So the communication that's obviously very important with the client and also with our planners, because they are going to spend the most amount of time with that client and have the most amount of insight. And as you know, when you're trying to, I mean, we're trying to build a vision often in a very short period of time. And there's a lot of limitations there because we're trying to ask as many questions as possible with our client to get to know them and understand them and understand the layers and the expectations and the, the boundaries that can get overwhelming for the client because they're that, you know, some get excited about it and some get overwhelmed. So you have that planner that helps like mediate that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really important to ask a lot of questions, but then also listen uh, so that we're gaining the right information that we need goes hand in hand with the collaboration with we are very open when we're working with our clients we want their feedback but we're not afraid to tell them no and I think that's very important but we want their input uh, along the way so we welcome that with our creative partners too so we look at it as a very collaborative based approach and the confidence within our team 
that we know that we can execute. Like, I think you reach a certain point where you say, we know how good we are and we know that we can accomplish this for you. And there's no doubt there. And so then that confidence exudes onto them and they feel comfortable with it. And then lastly, something that's important to, to me personally, and something that we have really made kind of a key factor, like is the composure in our team and a sense of calmness, right? Mm-hmm. And that things are always going to go wrong. Things are going to be, things are going to get changed. Things are going to get um, delayed. Just there's always, everybody that's in any kind of, of business understands that. And remaining calm and having that composure throughout the process so that the client feels at ease at all times and that everything, you know, there's obviously deadlines and there's um, limitations, but making them feel as comfortable as, pro- as possible through that whole process so that they say, this is the right team that's really going to execute my vision. And I feel feel really confident about it. Yeah, I don't think we talk about composure enough. It's something I talk about with my team constantly. It's, it's actually a, like a very core value of mine. So I'm so glad you said that because... I don't know. I think like when we think about wedding planners or wedding designers, like especially with the ones we see on on TV mm-hmm. and, and in movies, they're very like hot headed and emotional and, you know, very like creative artists and all the temperamental right. artist tropes that go with that. And I really don't know any very successful planners or designers who are like that in real life because we don't have the luxury of being that way in real life. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, I think it got, it was trendy years and years ago for that, that kind of dramatic personality, but <laughs> right. I don't think that get, that doesn't accomplish anything. And I know with, and within our scope, I mean, we've had people, venues that compliment us on how quiet we are, because if you're, <laughs> right. if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're focusing on it, you're quiet, you know, and you're trying to get done what you need to get done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. when there's a problem, you can't, freak out. You got to figure out how to solve it. No, you know, one of the, one of the favorite things, one of my October clients who had a really, a really rough time of it, like we postponed them three times. Then we finally Mm -hmm. were at the finish line. They lost their venue seven days before the wedding. I had to find them a new venue. It was these two Thank I, I I was, yeah, it was awful. I literally was saying to them, like, I'm so glad you're both in therapy and like emotionally healthy. Mm -hmm. Cause this would have like ended other couples. Like it really would have, it was very, said to me, we knew something was really wrong when you called us because that's the only time we've ever seen you be rough, rattled by anything. Mm, and they've been with me for two years. Wow. And I thought there was like a little bit of me that was like, oh, thanks. And the other part of me was like, listen, but some serious shit happened. So I got to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I mean, on one hand, it was, a, it was very much a compliment, but I was the other, I was like, oh, I really don't like that they saw me rattled. But the situation warranted it. It was brief. We moved past it. Um, but I thought that was really funny. Like, Well, and I think that because of that, they know that it it is serious because not everything is serious. And we all right. handle so much behind the scenes that when it is warranted and it's, I think that that's, that's okay. You know, like there are times where we have to have a coming to Jesus and a sit down or, yeah. you know, something's not going to go the way that we wanted it. And how can we figure out and pivot? So so when your clients come to you with, um, I'm just going to use a, a, a theme that's been done to death in LA. If they come to you with like blush, a blush wedding theme with like rose gold, right? And you're like, okay, we've done it 18 times. I don't want to do it again. Let's see if we can elevate this for them. Like, how do you sell them on that elevated vision? If they really come to you saying like, I've been dreaming of this thing forever. 
Good question. It's a little challenging because you're dealing with emotion, right? Yeah. So we try yeah. to take some of that out and look at it and say, we can do that. We can sell, you know, we can design this thing that you've had pictured, you know, for forever. The biggest thing is exposing them to other things because right. it goes back to like what they've seen and, and they love it. But sometimes when you show them other things that they didn't know either existed or didn't know that you could do, they're open, they're more open to it. So they're open to changing. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think we, that's as, the best way. I agree. And also as creatives, I feel like we can't be, um, be like nervous about that or shy about it. I always tell mm -hmm. my clients, the ones who have, you know, who hire me also for design that like, you can't hurt my feelings. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm not invo emotionally invested in your wedding design as much as you are. So if I say, Hey, what about this? And you're like, hate it. I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, they hate me. I'm just going to be like uh, moving 100%. on to a different idea. <laughs> right. On. No. And I, yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because we bring, we tell them all the time. You, you're like reassuring them. This is not personal. This is yeah. not for me. You know, yeah. this is for you. So I'm just throwing stuff out there and you might say like, you're crazy. Don't, we're not doing that. And that's fine. <laughs> I have a, I have a client um, who is getting married next year who really loves sunflowers. And if I'm being mm -hmm. honest, sunflowers are like not my jam. I think mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't love them. I just think that they're a little, I don't know. They always look a little harsh to me, but we were talking about it and they really want sunflowers and sunflowers. And I left the meeting thinking like, Oh, how can I do sunflowers for them in a way that still feels like elegant? Because I don't know, sunflowers to me always remind me of like gingham tablecloths. And I, you know, it just feels like a right. different thing. And then that weekend, my husband and I went to the Van Gogh, the, um, the interactive yes. Van Gogh. Yes. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, Van Gogh sunflowers. <laughs> and then I like, like a, it was like, literally like, if you could see the light bulb above my head, I was like, Oh, it's happening. And then I texted my bride, which I almost never do. And I was like, Hey, what about Van Gogh sunflowers? And she wrote back, we're really not art people. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. And I was like, and then I had to sit with myself and be like, Oh, they, okay. So they're interpreting that as like, personally are not art people. So that might feel too, whatever for them, stuffy, elevated, mm -hmm. whatever. So the next meeting we had, I said, Hey, sorry to like bombard you with a, <laughs> with an idea. I was just so excited. Right. And she said, well, when you first told me that I was like, Oh my God, we're not museum people. Like we're not boring. We're not stuffy. She goes, and then right. I went and looked at the piece of art and was like, Oh, this actually makes sense. Yeah. So we haven't like fully fleshed it out yet, but it was an interesting moment for me because I have, I always have to remember, <laughs> remind myself because I was a bride once and I did this too, that mm -hmm. the choices that our couples are making, they want them to personally reflect their mm -hmm. values, their, who they are as a couple. And if they're not art people, right. And that's, and if that was her first reaction and it never went any further then my big bright idea moment, you know, could have, could have been for nothing, which is fine right. too. But well, it, but it but it takes that communication to kind of yeah. walk them through where you were coming from and what that inspiration would look like and, and where it's going to go. Yeah. And then when we did talk, I said, look, it wouldn't be like literally this like we wouldn't be putting <laughs> this piece of art on the wall. Like I'm talking about right. taking the colors and the elements and the texture of this. And she's like, oh, that makes sense. And so I tried to say, like, maybe this sort of linen would have that same texture like paint. And she was like, mm -hmm. oh, because like you said, they don't our clients are seeing things very literally. Right. Yeah. And so or we're can't see it at all. We can't see it at all. Which <laughs> is always funny for me to remember because like I can walk into a space, close my eyes and go like, okay, yes. what could we put here? And I didn't think that was a special skill until like third or fourth year of my business. <laughs> right. Right. 
It's like, it is, it's like a superpower because then I've had, I literally had a client one time, we were at the property and we're like, okay, we're going to put the tent here. And then the tables are going to go here. And like, we had pictures and she was like, so what's the tent going to look like? And I'm like, like this, like we have the picture and she's like, where's it going? I'm like, right here where we're standing. And she just could not like figure out what that and I'm like it's just a tent like we're not talking about something abstract like it is a tent that's going to be here that you've seen a hundred times yeah and it was it they just can't they struggle sometimes no that's why I'm so thankful we have software now like Mary where you could do like a fly-through of a tent and Mm -hmm. I had to do that with my niece because my niece got married in May at her property in New Jersey and it was like football fields I mean this place was huge and I kept talking about the tent and she she literally said to me Aunt Renee I don't like what color is it even and I was like what color is it it's white Jamie and she's like oh are they all white are they always white I'm like well not always I guess but most mm-hmm. of them I literally was like are we speaking two different languages here you know <laughs> well and we take tent? so much for granted right because mm-hmm. we do it so much and we forget we have to remind ourselves and, and I try to do that every meeting like don't skip ahead too much because we're walking through it with them for the first time every time Right. Do you ever give them like a glossary of terms? I always wonder with designers if, because like there are so many times I'll be in a conversation with a florist, like in front of clients, mm-hmm. and then we'll stop and turn to them and go, sorry, let's translate that for you. Yeah, all the time. No, we don't. We just tell them that it's a, a, a language course and that they can go <laughs> home and Google all of it if they want. Um, I love it. And then they come back usually, you know, in a couple months and they're like, I looked up everything that you sent. And then they understand, you know, they, they I- make sense. I love that. It's like a little bit of homework. They have to, they have to be invested as well. I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're doing these super elevated, super personal designs, are you always working with the same team of creatives? No. Um, so as far as our structure and our company goes, obviously our people are the same. They're here, they're constant. But outside of that, we like to not limit ourselves obviously have a trusted group of people that we go to over and over, but we also like to venture out because there's always going to be a new product um, or a new material that we want to experiment with and, and develop. So we certainly have our core, but I think simple as like linens. There are some companies that I know will only work with like one linen company and we've never been that way because we want to expose our clients to all of the options, you know, and this, and, and for us to create a design, we want to be able to, sometimes we'll have an event, we'll have three or four different lending companies because that's what we needed. We, I don't want to limit just because they have this particular inventory set and we needed this color or this texture to keep it open, have to work with people that are willing to experiment and that are willing to kind of turn something upside down and on its head and say, yeah, we'll try it this way and let's see what it looks like so that we can show that to the client. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I've actually, I've actually done events with multiple linen companies and knowing full well that my clients might've thought it was a little extra, but like sometimes, you know, Platavola didn't have everything I needed. So I had to go right. to BBJ or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. We can't be limiting ourselves. I think there is a certain to say a bias because it's it's real you know that we want to work with the people that we trust um, especially mm-hmm. on our events that are more right. uh, more in the public eye I know we did an event last year and this year we did two events for um, the son of a pretty well-known actor and so mm-hmm. I highly vetted every single person 
because they were coming onto his property, you know, and I needed people that I already knew. Absolutely. And so sometimes you have to make those calls, but planners that I admire, planners and designers that I admire are ones who are consistently stretching themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that stretch has to come from working with new people. Right. Absolutely. I think, well, you get reinvigorated. I mean, it's a balancing, right? You have to have your, when you know, it's almost like knowing when you can experiment because there's going to be times where you have to have a particular thing and you have to go to that person and trust all of them that are going into it. And then sometimes you just need to say like, we need to try something different. I mean, obviously we're never trying anything or experimenting on site, but right. it's getting to that point. <laughs> So, well, and if we are experimenting, it it's sense. like, oh, that ugly thing appeared out of nowhere. What? How do we fix it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I remember we did an event once where uh, the venue has had been working on their electrical, and oh, no. and I knew that they were doing some upgrades, but didn't actually consider that that might mean that they would put an electrical box like right in the middle of <laughs> right. <laughs> and we pull up, and I'm like, oh, that's where the oh okay so we have so that's where the seating chart installation was supposed to go so great and that's (laughs) when you're like right right, so I guess we're moving that and and that's I guess where the years of experience comes in where you're like pivot keep it keep it composed it's not a big Mm -hmm. deal we'll figure it out but I think that also goes back to the your clients being able to trust you to say like but I wanted it there it's like well so did I but we can't right there's a big black electrical box there now um And I so, can't move that. <laughs> right. And I can't move that or cover it now because I didn't know it was there because they just put it in this week. Great. Right. Um, <laughs> this is why, this is why our jobs are like on the top five most stressful jobs so because always things we can't predict, like losing a venue seven days before, like what? Oh, um, I can't imagine. It was bananas, but we, we persevered. We, it was actually a beautiful wedding in the end, like all the design we had, we had planned and uh, for the one venue, it, it mostly worked in the new venue with a few different tweaks. So like in the end, it was, it was fine. Good. I covered the ugly carpet with a big white dance floor. It was fine. <laughs> good, good, good. All you know, bring in all the things. Yeah. Pivoting, pivoting, lighting, lighting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what are some qualities you look for in your team members? I know you said you had a pretty robust team there. Oh, um, and obviously we still want to keep growing, um, but it's taken a long time to get to this point. One of the biggest qualities needed in team members is flexibility. And I think that attention to detail is something very important as we all are in uh, this crazy business and uh, with the deadlines. But I think people that are technical, you know, have technical skills, um, obviously being creative, people that are problem solvers. because our endurance is important, I think because our business is so labor intensive on what, the side of things that we that we're doing, that it can really drain people. And just having people that you know, it's a it's a special person to kind of be in our industry, and and the level of expertise and all all of that that you want in one person you know somebody that's creative punctual detail oriented that's a very special person um that can handle all of the the things that we do and it's those are the qualities that i've looked for in building our team and i feel very proud at this point it's taken you know 10 plus years we've been in business for 21 years to get to that point where we feel like we have such a strong team that you have people that believe in what you do and that want to keep doing it I love that what do you think about this has happened to some friends of mine I have two particular wedding planner 
friends who are also designers who have very particular aesthetics in their business, right? Mm -hmm. One is like super minimal. One is like super colorful, like kind of faded, but also kind of like very bold and like risky. Mm -hmm. Both of these ladies over the course of time that I've known them have been hired by couples who ask them to basically do the opposite of the thing they're known for. <laughs> right. And I've watched them like try to do their best and serve the client, but also like, Hey, I'm a minimal designer here. Like what is going on? <laughs> and on the other hand, my, my colorful friend being like, this wedding is white. What am I doing here? <laughs> so like, has that happened to you in your business? And what do you do about it? Uh, so we have positioned ourselves to try and, and and not box ourselves in because we have, I will say that our creative director, uh, who is also my mother that started the business is a reaching. So it, it, she never wanted to just do the same thing over and over again. And yeah. that, and because, because of her drive for that and because of how artistic she's an artist by nature, she's all over the place. And so that has pushed us into not being in a box. Uh, especially being in Atlanta and being in this business for 20 years that, you know, there's, we've tried to push that envelope. And so there are definitely times where people come to us and it's just not a good fit aesthetically because they, I don't know, they want things and <laughs> right. we don't do strange, strange. We right. just do, you know, opulent and big and different. Yes, it does happen. And you just, and I think now, you know, right away. Where it yeah. says like we're not going to be able, I know I'm not going to be able to execute what you want because that's really far out in left field for us, and we're just not strong in that way. But as far as trying to cover a wide variety, whether it is minimalist or it's all white or it's all colorful, tried to challenge ourselves and encouraged our designers to push themselves to be able to accommodate all of those different styles because it's more fun. Um, but I, I think you do have to know, I know where our weaknesses are and there's certain styles that I wish we could do better, yeah. um, but I'm not going to jeopardize a client, you know, a vision for that because I know we're not going to be good at that. Yeah. It's helpful when they know up front what they want. I remember years ago, this was, well, I was such a baby wedding planner, but not baby enough to know the right thing to do here. I got an email that was like, they wanted like an Alice in Wonderland meets steampunk, like magical mm -hmm. forest wedding and like I'm a girl from New York City like I'm not gonna go in the forest with you I'm just not I don't <laughs> like that's the, that was like the first thing I was like I don't want to go in the forest but then also like Alice in Wonderland steampunk like it's a very particular aesthetic mm -hmm. and I know it's not mine and I could do it if I researched it but I also know that like that couple probably want someone who gets them a lot more yeah. than I do. And so just at the inquiry stage, I said, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out, but I don't think I'm the right person. This sounds awesome, but I'm not the right person. You need to go to these, these two people could probably do, do that much better. Great about it <laughs> because then I didn't have to spend a year with this couple researching and twisting myself to fit what they needed. Right. Right. And it's just, it wouldn't be as, I think, the, as fun of a process. I think in the beginning, we tried, you try to do that because you you feel like you need to do everything. And then yeah. you get to a point where you find your strengths and you're like, this is, and it's not like, what, to your point, it's not going to be fun for that client because they're trying to get you on board and it's just not connecting. Yes. Could we execute it? I believe without question, we could execute anything, but is it good? Is like the process going to be fun for everybody? Probably not. And so that's, I, I think you say this is not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like sometimes I've, I've found myself over the years, 
you know, already working with a client, being in it with a client. And suddenly you're, I'm like, oh, their aesthetic is way more over the top, I guess would be mm-hmm. something that I wouldn't f- be super comfortable with. Like I'm, I'm all about that. You know, that there's that Coco, I think it's a Coco Chanel quote where she's like, you know, get dressed and then and get fully dressed and then take off one accessory. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about wedding design. Like okay. do it all and then think like, okay, what, what can we take out here that doesn't make it so fussy, so overdone? So right. I want everything to feel easy. Like just, we have, we just happen to be this elegant on an everyday basis. Sure. <laughs> it's casual. <laughs> it's a casual sort of, well, I've, I found myself and, but like you said, as the years go on, I'm in my ninth year now of business. It's like, it gets easier to sort of say, Mm -hmm. this is, this is how I like to do. This is how I like to see things. And then also it becomes easier to sell Mm -hmm. my clients to the vision because I understand my own vision more. And, And it goes back to the confidence and composure because you're, you're very secure in that, in that place. It just goes on experience and, we had one client that came to us that was wanted all these um, like taxidermy elements. And oh. I'm, and I'm just like this, I don't, this is not resonating. We're not connecting. <laughs> yeah. I would not be good for that. I, that scares me. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, this, I'm, this isn't going to work. You know, like it was nice meeting you, but find someone else. Yeah. So. That would give me nightmares. There's, there's one venue in town that right before the pandemic, uh, well, right before lockdown here, I've, my clients really wanted to see this venue. And, and I actually said to them, like, I don't think this is very you. And they're like, oh no, we think it's going to be great. Let's go. And I swear to you, Gabrielle, every single room, it was a restaurant that does like full buyouts. It was like Mm -hmm. up in the Hills. And I mean, like really an idyllic location. But then as soon as we walked in, like I, I I shit you not like 50 or 50 animals were just staring at me (laughs) from the wall and every, every room every room of this restaurant i kept thinking there's bound to be one room that doesn't right there's bound to be one room where like i could go hang out during this wedding when i'm like beside myself uh and no every single room covered in taxidermy and when we left i tried really hard to like not judge it i was like so what did you think and they're like we really loved it and i was like really oh okay and then and then the bride looked at me and said you seemed kind of traumatized and i was like there's like a lot of dead animals looking at me. Like I'm not, it's so just like a lot go, for me. Did they use no, it? No, they okay. booked, they, as I, as I suspected they would, they booked a very urban downtown mm-hmm. LA venue. That's like mid-century modern design and colorful. And that's where I, that's where I, I mean, from day where one, I said, yeah, it. I said, this is the, this is, I think your venue. And they're like, well, let's go look at a million other places. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Just so you can narrow it down to come back to what I said. Yeah. Yes. If, I, there, yeah. There is a sense of relief there though. And I'm like, I was right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, my listeners are going to be hearing this episode uh, the weeks before the holiday break. As we look to 2022, Gabrielle, what are some things that you're looking forward to in the new year? This is probably going to sound really cliche and, 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 probably overstated, but I really fabulous weddings that we get to build and fabricate some new things that we've been wanting to do that's been in our kind of catalog of things that we can showcase. Because that's something that really motivate a motivating driver for us, you know, like just constantly trying to create new things because we have fabrication in, in carpentry and just being able to showcase some of those fun things and ex- and just again exposing our market and people capabilities that we have. I love that. I also love that you said that you get to 
this is one of the things I talked about at Wedding MBA last week. It's like a lot of times we say we have to in our businesses. Mm-hmm. And you said that you get to, and that's so powerful. Oh, thank you. You get to do it. I know you didn't know you said it. I was like, oh, so good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. I think the last 20 something months, I don't even know how long we've been doing this now, this pandemic. um, It has been really challenging and it has been um, sort of crushing for many people out there. And so I'm always asking people at this part of the year what we're looking forward to so that hopefully we can start looking forward and maybe leaving the past in the past where it belongs, right? Absolutely. I agree. Well, Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here. I always love talking about design and just selling design. I think our industry has so much many feelings about <laughs> about this, right? We have like <laughs> a lot of emotions. A lot of emotions about design, as it should be. But um mm-hmm. I love talking to someone with so much wisdom and knowledge like you who can I love the four C's. Y'all better have been writing down those four C's and put them in your little notebook and look at them all the time because that was gold, y'all. Thank um, you. Gabrielle, thank you so much for being here again. This is so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much, Renee. And friends, you know what I'm going to say. Thank you for spending your time with us. I know your time is valuable and you're not going to get it back. So I never take it lightly that you share it with us. We have one more episode for you this year and then we are on a break until the new year. So for one more time. You're going to see us next week, same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.